my family and I enjoy walking around the church parking lot. It's just one of those things that we enjoy to do. Um, it may sound a little boring, but in fact, it's it's just one of those things. Each each and every day, we are we have a pattern of doing, and uh, we spend time together and we talk to one another as we go around the church parking lot. And sometimes our cats follow us around the church parking lot. We have two cats. One name is Claire, and the other na name of the cat is Huckleberry. And Claire and Huckleberry will follow us around the parking lot sometimes. And what I've noticed recently is a bird that begins to swoop down and hit the cats as they're walking. Uh, they'll follow the cats around the church and they'll come from the trees and they'll swoop down and, and just attack the cats as they're walking. And really what's happening, uh, I think, is is that they're protecting their nest and maybe one of our cats has not been so nice towards the nest. Uh, but anyway, uh, one of the things that is happening is that the cats are being interrupted as they're walking. Life brings about interruptions like this, doesn't it? Our own schedule of life can be interrupted to the point where we have to do something. In this scripture this morning, there's a big interruption that needs to be addressed, and it's a scary one. According to Mark, a very fast-paced gospel, Jesus was, <clears throat> Jesus was teaching by a lake. A crowd that gathered around him was so big that he got into the boat and sat in it out on the lake. And while people were at the water's edge, he began to teach them in parables. I love this image of Jesus teaching from a boat and his voice carrying over the waters. And after Jesus taught some of the parables, like the parable of the sower or the growing seed or the mustard seed, Mark says that evening came. And when evening came, Jesus said to the disciples, hey, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they left the crowd behind him and got into the boat with them. And in the midst of what should have been a normal boat ride, they were interrupted, kind of like how our cats are interrupted by, those, by that bird. But they weren't interrupted by another boat. They weren't interrupted by other people. They were interrupted by Mother Nature. Scripture records that a furious storm came upon them, and storms often rose suddenly on the lake that we call the Sea of Galilee. And waves were breaking into the boat, and they were being swamped. And in this moment, Jesus wasn't panicking. Jesus wasn't standing up, keeping everyone calm. Mark tells us that Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. Rather odd if you ask me. A storm is raging, people are in panic, the waters are rough, and Jesus is catching some Z's. It didn't take long for the disciples to notice this. And they said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, some of these are professional fishermen, so they certainly were used to storms in the sea. And the fact that they were terrified shows that this was a big storm. Jesus didn't pop up and say, oh my gosh, you're so right. I'm, I'm so sorry that I was sleeping. No, Jesus does two things in this moment. Jesus got up, rebuked the wind and the waves and said, quiet, be still. In this moment, the wind died down and it was completely calm. This past week, uh, my family and I went to Lewis Beach on the Delaware Bay as the sun was setting. And as we went out on the beach, we noticed how calm it was. I noticed in particular as I was 
30, 40, 50 yards out into the bay, still up to my knees in water, how beautiful it was and how calm and peaceful it was. And I couldn't help but to think of this scripture as I was standing out in the Delaware Bay about how calm the waters must have looked after Jesus said, quiet, be still. But not only does Jesus do that, but after he calmed the storm, he says the following to the disciples. He says, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were not relieved at this, although that maybe was sort of kind of happening within them, but rather the disciples were terrified, and at the same time they were thinking, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And when Jesus talks to the weather, the weather listens. That'd be a nice gift to have, wouldn't it? Some years ago, I was at Camp Acomath in Centerville, Maryland at a youth event, and there was about a hundred of us or so huddled around a campfire and somebody was speaking, a staff person from Camp Acomath was speaking to all of us when some dark clouds started rolling in over the Chester River and all of a sudden there was a loud and roaring thunder. And at this thunder, everybody one by one, like a domino effect, got up and ran to their cars in the middle of this person speaking. You could say that she was interrupted by a loud thunder. And sometimes life can feel like this. Things are going along pretty good and normal, and then thunder hits, and the dark clouds roll in. Our regular scheduled news is interrupted, so to speak. So what do we do? What kind of reminder do we need in a time such as that? What I want to share with you today is this. In life, you may be interrupted, but you're never alone. In life, you may be interrupted, but you're never alone. See, Jesus is with us. On what should have been a calm and normal evening crossing the waters, the disciples experienced an unexpected interruption. They panicked and they didn't know what to do, but Jesus was with them all along. They knew this, but their faith was running low and panic was kicking in. In this season of the life of the church, we were kind of sailing into 2020 and we had things planned. And then we experienced an interruption too, didn't we? In-person worship services have been canceled and our building has practically been completely closed other than the church office. This is a season that many of us have never seen in the life of the church. Many of us have been homebound for months. Some of us have been in panic while others may have not been in panic. And in the midst of this season, I hope you've had time to reflect on your own personal discipleship journey. I hope that you've had time to realize that the church is not about a building. The church is about the people, the body of Christ, being like Jesus out in the world. The building where the church congregates has been closed, but the true church is never closed and has never been closed. Think about the things you know to be true. The sun has risen this morning. The sun will set tonight. If it's a clear night, you can see the stars. Think about your love for your spouse or your family or your friends. You know that these things are true. And I think it's appropriate on this day to remind us of some true things about God. We've been through a different season when it comes to worshiping together, so let's be reminded of these two things. In the midst of life's interruptions, God is still God. Number one, 
God is still God. God is still the creator of the universe in which we live. God is still creating people in God's beautiful image. God is still in our midst each and every day. That has not changed. God is still God. Jesus still has all authority in heaven and on earth. Hebrews 13.8 reminds us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is still true. Although it may not feel like it sometimes, we can have faith that God is still God in the midst of life's interruptions, no matter how big or how small. And in the midst of these interruptions, God is faithful even when we may not be faithful. And number two, not only is God still God, but God is still good. We can trust that God is still good in the midst of life's interruptions. God is a good God. God is for us. And if God is for us, then who can be against us, as Scripture reminds us. But sometimes it's hard to say that God is good. These last few months have been really taxing, may have been really taxing for some of you. You may be going through something right now where it's hard to say that God is good. And I think part of the reason sometimes it's hard to say that God is good is because we think God is responsible for some of the horrible things that can happen to us. Sometimes things happen, but that doesn't mean God is causing them. Instead, God is good because God walks with us through the storms that we face. My aunt used to have a picture on her refrigerator that said, Don't tell God how big your storm is. Tell the storm how big your God is. You see, God is love, as 1 John 4 reminds us. And because God is love, we can say that God is good. Jesus said in John 16 that in this world we will have trouble. We will have storms. We will have interruptions. But take heart. Jesus has overcome the world. What do we do with the interruptions and the storms that we experience in life? Do we panic? Do we fear? Do we trust in God? Do we give it to God? Are we tempted to jump overboard? The one who calms the seas is for us and always with us. And today we can still say that God is good all the time. And as good Methodists say, and all the time. God is good. So what interruptions are you going through right now? What storms have you been caught up in in the midst of the sailing sea? Maybe it has been COVID-19 for you. Maybe it's been something to do with your job. Maybe it's something to do with your health. Or maybe it's family issues. Maybe it's personal issues. Behind every storm is a shining sea excuse me, a shining sun or a starry night. There's always hope. Whatever storm slash interruption you may be facing right now, know that Jesus is with you in the boat. Know that and trust that. The disciples had a learning experience with the interruption that they had, and maybe we too will have a learning experience with the interruptions that we experience in life. Sometimes these interruptions can help us to grow and mature in faith. Sometimes we need others along with God's presence as the waves are crashing into our lives. But ultimately, know that in the midst of the storms, God is still God and God is still good. Amen.